Previously on Saga of the Jewels. 17-year-old Rin's hometown is attacked by General Vor of the Empire, and everyone he has ever known is killed. Just before Rin's father dies, he gives Rin a ruby which causes him to project fire. Rin is captured by the Empire and meets another captive, Princess Nuthia, who has the ability to project lightning. Nuthia explains to him that the Empire have learned of the existence of twelve primeval jewels which grant the ability to manipulate different elements and are searching for them. The Imperial vessel where they are being held is in turn attacked by a pirate airship and the pirates capture Rin and Nuthia. The lead pirate, Captain Sagar, agrees to escort Nuthia back to her homeland and to spare Rin's life in exchange for the promise of gold, gemstones and beautiful women upon her safe delivery. They land in the port city of Ast and recruit an engineer called Elran. Ast is then attacked by the Empire, who are using the Fire Ruby to invade the continent and search for more of the jewels. Rin, Nuthia, Sagar and Elran flee the city together, but are then attacked by a bounty hunter, Vish. They manage to subdue the bounty hunter, but Nuthia is gravely wounded in the process. Rin beats Sagar to the hunter's mount and rushes Nuthia to the nearest town, where he finds a healer, Sid, a mysterious old man who saves the princess's life with his arts and asks to join the travelling party, saying that he believes it is the purpose of the One, the god that he and Nuthia each worship. On leaving the town, the party is pursued by an enormous monster driven by a troop of imperial soldiers. The party manage to escape with the help of Vish, who fights on their side in exchange for Sid supplying his poppy seed habit. Sid reveals that he was once a member of another adventuring party who set out to find the twelve primeval jewels, but failed. The party press on to the capital city of Syrah, where they ambush some imperial soldiers and steal their uniforms in order to sneak onto a sleeper train bound for Nuthia's homeland. They make it aboard successfully, but then Rin gives them away when he comes face to face with General Vor on the train and is unable to prevent himself from attacking him. The party are thus forced to escape from the train by leaping into a river it is passing. But their encounter with Vor has revealed two things, that the fire ruby touched Imperials are invulnerable to Nuthia's lightning attacks, and that Nuthia was the person who once accidentally gave Vor the location of the fire ruby, thus leading to the, to the destruction of Rin's hometown and the death of his parents. After a brief rest stop, the party press on towards Manolia in order for Nuthia to warn her people of the Morokamian Empire's new knowledge of the jewels. However, when Nuthia speaks with her mother, the Queen, and reveals that she knows of the whereabouts of, the other, of other jewels, the Queen is assassinated, and Vor appears from behind her throne with a battalion of soldiers. He has been waiting to entrap the companions and was holding the Queen hostage. A vicious battle ensues, in which Rin touches Vor with the lightning crystal, stripping him of resistance to fire, and kills him, and with, and with the help of the fire ruby, the companions and Manolians overpower the soldiers. Season 1 Finale Part 2 Episode 20 Now What? Rin stood panting halfway up the balcony steps and surveyed the aftermath of the battle, in an exhausted trance. It was almost entirely black armoured bodies that lay about the floor, though there were a handful of golden, golden armoured Manolians too, who Sid had not been able to save since he had used up the last of his mana reserves for the time being, healing Rin's leg. But most of the Manolian guards had survived. Rin was surprised to see that, in fact, not all of them were blonde, but some had brown, dark, even red hair underneath their golden helmets. Elran, Vish and Sagar were up here with them too. 
Smoke coiled up from the barrels of Elrond's pistols, and imperial blood dripped from Sagar on Vish's swords. All of them were panting. Even Vish. Everyone seemed to be looking at Rin. Well, said Sagar, then paused for a moment. Well done, pup. I hate to say it, but you got us out of a sticky situation there. If you hadn't got the ruby off that imperial officer and given and got it to the ladies, then boosted up here to distract the soldiers until they arrived. Well, thank you. A thank you from Sagar. Anything was possible. Rin was too battle-fatigued to appreciate it properly at the moment, though. Yes, thank you, young man, said one of the Minolians, who had long brown hair. She sounded almost as reluctant to say it as Sagar had been, if not more so. If it hadn't been for your intervention, we might have lost our princess, as well as our queen. Princess? Nithia, Rin said, realising she wasn't up here with them. She was still down on the ground floor of the throne room, next to the throne, kneeling on the dais, her face buried in her mother's neck. When they got down there, they all stood in a circle around her. Nobody said anything for a while. Nuthia stayed where she was. Rin knelt down next to her and tried a whisper. Um, Nuthia, I'm... I'm really sorry you lost your mother, but are you going to get up? No response. Kathuna came and knelt with them too, and spoke equally quietly. Princess, our grief is great, and there must be time for mourning, but now that the queen is dead, the throne will pass to you. You must be strong for the queendom. At that, Nuthia raised her face. It was tear-soaked, her blue eyes bloodshot. You are right, she said resolutely, seeming to harden all of a sudden. I must compose myself. It is what she would have wanted. She wiped her face with both hands. Then, without warning, she stood up and addressed the ring of adventurers and her guardswomen. The Manolian throne now passes to me, she said to them, and already it is fixed in my mind what I am to do with it. Never in our long and glorious history has an adversary infiltrated this palace and assassinated a queen. We must make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. That's why I am leaving tomorrow on a quest to find the rest of the primeval jewels before the Emperor of Morakamia. What? said all of the other Manolians at once. Do not forget yourselves in the presence of your new queen-to-be, Nuthia said sternly, her eyes flashing. The whole reason this came to pass is because the Morakamians were after our lightning crystal. As long as it remains here, Manolia is not safe. You heard that, Imperial General. They know of other jewels already. The Emperor will clearly stop at nothing to get his hands on them. But we have the advantage now. We have two jewels, and two more who are jewel-touched. The Emperor must be stopped, not only for the sake of Manolia, but for the sake of the whole of Mid itself. We must find the remaining jewels before he does. That is why I am leaving with the lightning crystal, to do just that. As he listened to her, Rin was surprised to discover that he was inclined to agree. What Nuthia was saying felt... right... And once he knew that, he also knew right away that he must join her. What else was he going to do with his life now? His hometown was still destroyed. There was nothing left for him to go back to in Efstan, and he had finally achieved the goal that had brought him here. Mother, father, hometown, found Vor, got Vor, forgave Vor, killed Vor, stay with Nuthia, find the jewels, save the world. 
But princess, one of the Minolians was saying, if you leave us, who will govern the queendom? Cthulhu will serve as regent while I am away, Nuthia said without hesitation. She has been a strong and loyal friend to me for a very long time. I trust her judgment implicitly. But princess, said Cthulhu, I want to come with you. Yes, said another of the guards, we all want to come with you. We will muster a mighty Manolian army and make war on Morakamia. For Queen Nuthia, said another, and raised her weapon. Queen Nuthia, they all said together, and raised their spears in unison. No, Nuthia said, and they lowered their spears again, looking like chided children. First, I have not been coronated yet, and second, this quest is not called for an army or a great show of strength. I will need to operate covertly, seeking out the jewels one by one, and warning their owners of the empire's intent, emperor's, emperor's intent, without being detected by him. Then who will you take with you? said Cthulhu. I would take those who helped me to return here, and who made it possible to defeat the Imperials who infiltrated the palace. She turned to Sagar, Elran, Sid and Vish, who were all standing next to each other in the circle. She didn't look at Rin. Sagar was the first to respond, and held up both his hands in front of him. Whoa now, just wait a second here. I believe I was promised gold, jewels and beautiful women in return for bringing you safely back here. Isn't that right, princess? Yes, I suppose I did promise you those things, Nuthia said with a sideways glance to a chorus of gasps from her assembled countrywomen. She gestured with her hands to them to calm down. Let's see then, she said pensively, and Rin detected just the faintest note of mockery in her voice. Well, gold we have a plenty in Manolia, and we shall be taking lots of it, as we shall need lots on our journey, to look after our airship and stay stocked with supplies. Jewels we have too, the fire ruby and the lightning crystal. And as for beautiful women, well, I am not unattractive in appearance, am I? Understatement of the century, Rin thought, though he didn't like that Nuthia was pointing this out to Sagar. And Elran is beautiful too, in her own special way. Thanks, princess girl, said Elran, I think. So really, you will have everything you were promised as a reward if you come with us on this quest. Rin noticed how she said us. Who did she mean when she said us? Did she mean him and her, or the others, or all of the above? Now hang on, said Sagar, getting worked up, pointing a figure at Nuthia. This is not what I signed up for. That is not what I thought you meant when you promised me gold, jewels and beautiful women, and you know it. Well, said Nuthia thoughtfully again, biting her lip, I suppose you could stay here if you wanted. As I said, there is a lot of gold in Manolia, and there are some jewels of the non-primeval variety here as well. I would even give you some to send you on your way with, Sky Captain. But with regards to the beautiful women... She became more serious for a moment. Well, yes. I am afraid to say I may have misled you there somewhat. My apologies. Now Nuthia was apologising for something. This truly was a day of impossible happenings. I mean, Nuthia went on, back to her slightly more playful tone... There are lots of very beautiful women in this country too, but they won't allow themselves just to be given to a man. I suppose you could commit yourself to the service of a woman who would have you and see if you could win their affections over time, but there is no guarantee there, I'm afraid. Sagar looked from Nuthia to the Minolian guardswomen that stood assembled with them. One of them winked at him. Another made a little meowing noise and playfully waved a hand at him like a cat pawing at a toy. "'said Sagar as he turned back to Nuthia. "'He had turned purple. "'What's more,' said Nuthia, "'I would really rather prefer it if you came with us. 
seeing as in order to get around in our quest we will be needing your airship. My ship? exclaimed Sagar. What about my ship? How do you know where my ship is? Well, you heard Vor, didn't you? He managed to get a single ship into Manolia to get his audience with my mother. He stole your airship, didn't he? I assume that it is therefore somewhere around here. My ship, said Sagar quietly, looking off into the distance. Furthermore, if you come with us, although I can only promise you at present the company of two beautiful women, I will pay you monthly for the use of your ship, in addition to the substantial fee that you are due for safely delivering me back to my homeland. Sagar continued to stare at nothing for a while. Eventually, slowly, his eyes came back to the princess. In that case, I can't believe I'm saying this, but... All right, then. Urgh, I must be crazy. I want a lot of gold for this. You will have it, said Nuthia. An excellent choice, Sky Captain. Her eyes moved one person along the circle. Elran, will you come with us too? The purple-haired engineer shrugged. Sure, I'll come. I've got nothing better to do. What with Imphis being invaded and all. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking a cut of that gold, though, for serving as the ship's engineer-like. Consider it done, said Nuthia. Hey, started Sagar. Don't worry, Sky Captain. That is, of course, in addition to what you will be paid for navigation and the use of your ship. Oh, said Sagar. Well, I guess that's all right then. Nuthia beamed at Elran. Good to have you aboard, Engineer Elran. Her eyes moved one person along again. Grandfather? Of course I will come with you, said Sid straight away. There is nothing that I want more. Except at present, possibly a hot meal and a warm bath. But to quest with you in this way has been my intention from the start, as you know, granddaughter. It is the will of the one. It is the will of the one, agreed Nuthia, nodding. Shadowfinger Vish? I will come with you so long as you keep me supplied with Poppy. I can do that, said Sid, and slowly we will work at weaning you off it and getting you clean. Vish just grunted. He didn't seem all that keen on the idea of being weaned off the Poppy, but he had said he would come with them all the same. Good. Then it's settled, said Nuthia. Huh? She isn't going to ask me, thought Rin. Guards, have chambers made up for my companions. I want them in the finest guest rooms, the ones in the East Tower. Rest well, my friends. I will see you at dinner in the feasting hall. I have business to attend to. Her voice trembled very slightly as she said that last sentence, but Rin wasn't sure anyone else noticed. You will be provided with food, drink, and new clothing. We leave at first light tomorrow. The circle broke, her guards taking this as a signal to get to work, to move about and start talking to one another, to begin clearing the bodies from the hall. Nuthia had gone back to her mother and was looking down at her, one hand over her mouth. She was managing to hold back the tears, for now. Rin couldn't hold out any more. Nuthia, he said gently. She turned to him at last, and her eyebrows rose above her pale blue eyes, as if she, as if she was expecting him to say something to her. I'm, said Rin. He broke under her gaze and had to look at the floor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for behaving like such a... like such a bastard and being so horrible to you for the last part of our journey. I was mixed up and confused and full of rage and hate. He looked up at her still expectant face. But that's no excuse, and I've dealt with that now. I've gotten rid of it. I'm sorry for holding on to it for so long. Nuthia held his gaze held him in agony as he waited for her response. It's all right, Rin, she said finally. It was unpleasant, but I forgive you. 
The way of the one is to forgive. She moved close to him all of a sudden and gave him a delicate kiss on the cheek. You can spend the rest of the quest making it up to me, she whispered quietly into his ear. Thank you for saving us from the Imperials and from Vor. She walked past him, away into the crowd of guardswomen rushing to and fro, and began to issue them with commands. The first, to have the body of her mother removed from the throne room. Rin stood watching her go. The small place on his cheek felt on fire with sensation, and he had to put a hand to it to make sure that it was not, in fact, actually on fire. Well, pup, you did it, said a voice from someone stepping up next to him. You finally killed the general. I suppose I'm actually a little bit impressed, but only a little bit. Rin turned and looked back, looked down at Vor's body with Sagar. The general's corpse lay flat on its back, its flesh abnormally red and brown and charred. Its eyes were closed. It was beginning to stink. You know, said Rin, in the end I didn't even want to kill him anymore. But strangely, letting go of my hatred for him and for myself was what gave me the power to beat him. You what? said Sagar, uncomprehending. Well done, Rin, said Sid, stepping up to join them too. You've taken your first steps in the way of the one. Rin didn't reply, but he thought, I suppose I have, and that may not be a bad thing. Uh, guys, said Alran, looking up at them on the dais from where she stood on the, on the floor next to Vish. What do we do now? I am going to go and take some poppy, said Vish, turning away. Wait, said Sid to him. Can't you hold out a little longer? No, said Vish. Rin spoke up now. We'll come with you. What we do now is find our guest rooms and get some good rest before dinner is served. You heard, Nuthia. We're leaving on our quest at first light tomorrow, and we want to make sure that we're all well fed, watered, washed and rested. Pup, that's the most sensible thing you've said all day. And off they all walked together to find a Manolian to show them to their chambers. End of Season 1 The Fire Ruby